Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. After the wise men had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up and take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up and took the child and his mother by night and went to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Out of Egypt I have called my son. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who are seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In our home, we, we get a couple of magazines that, that come every month. Um, the Prevention Health magazine and Harvard Health newsletter, both that Anne's parents send us and that always leave me feeling a little guilty when they both end up in the recycling bin unread. And then Runner's World that Anne began subscribing to several birthdays ago. And I picked up the Runner's World earlier this week realizing that it had probably been a year since I had read from Runner's World. Um, and being the first week of 2020, and not only a new year, but a new decade, I was looking for inspiration. I'm like, I'm going to become a runner again this year. And then I realized that it was about one year ago today that I preached a sermon about getting back into running and my glorious <laughs> face planting on Overton Road. And for other reasons, last year, I I got out of the running business again, and none of that really matters, um, but it strikes me today how much we have plans for who we want to be and what we want to do and how we always at this time of year set these big lofty goals, and then we unpack them and roll them out every new year, New Year's resolutions. I do it every year. And selfishly, and for the sake of the vibrancy of our community, I even hope that some people's New Year's resolutions include their prayer life or weekly involvement 
in our community or maybe in an outreach ministry. I think vision and commitment and an idea of where we want to go is certainly a good thing. It helps us become the people that God is calling us to be and to be our best selves. But I say all that because this idea of starting fresh and new every year and talking about resolutions is especially interesting when held up to the gospel on this second Sunday of Christmas. This morning we hear the story from Matthew's gospel that that takes place after Epiphany. It's confusing. Um, There's an angel that appears to Joseph in a dream and asks Joseph and Mary to take their newborn child and flee to Egypt for safety. And they have left their homeland because Herod is threatened by them. And all, um, and all the children knowing the prophecy that a new king and ruler is about to be born from a firstborn male in Bethlehem, the city of David. And so Herod's response to this prophecy is to find all the children to make sure that not one heir to the throne survives. And if you notice the lectionary, not our choice, but the lectionary, and I'm fine with this choice, cuts out that verse uh, because it's painful to hear. It's a horrible and frightening story of children being harmed to preserve the idea of peace that seems to continue to play out year after year. When we're threatened, the human narrative is to respond with violence. And I'm I'm struck that maybe there's a smidgen of sympathy for Herod, that he believed that the rising of a new king would cause violence in his kingdom, and so he takes action. And our sermon could go many ways today, and I don't intend it to be a commentary on violence or war, even in light of the events of this weekend. I do think that sermons should, in the best sense, cause us to to look inwardly and to reflect and to change and to model God's love. But it's also helpful sometimes just to see how our texts can challenge us and the models of our life and our relationships to empire that can be a part of the patterns of brokenness in our world. And I just offer that as something that we should wrestle with. Today, I'm more interested in Mary and Joseph's actions as a result of this pattern. They flee to Egypt. And I'm left wondering, what were their New Year's resolutions? Was it to move home and to begin this new life of raising their first child? Was it for Joseph to take better care of his health so he could watch Jesus grow up? He was young. Maybe he wanted to find some mentors to be the best father. Maybe it was to go to temple more often. And then his plans were thrown out the window. And they were thrown out the window because of a vision or a dream. A little nudge from God. And then there is no going home for some time. Joseph and Mary's life takes 
a drastic change because of this vision or these series of dreams. And so this is what I find so interesting, that in order for them to raise and care for the gift of Christ, Joseph and Mary have to go away they hadn't planned on going. They have to go against conventional wisdom. Conventional wisdom would have said, go back to Bethlehem. Your dream is rubbish. They have to flee everything that they know and be literal and maybe even metaphorical strangers in a foreign place until it's time to return. It's probably not what they wanted to do. It was probably not on their list of New Year's resolutions that were made at a party or a dinner the night before. And yet in doing so, they nurture the gift of life, the gift of hope for all of us. Hope is made manifest for the whole world, but specifically in their lives. And I'm left wondering, what are the nudges, the visions, the subtle pushes that keep you up at night that you are struggling to believe are real? As your priest, I will probably always try to be kind and act like I'm interested in your New Year's resolutions of <laughs> exercising or spending less or watching less TV. But I am much more interested in those holy nudges that wake you up at night, that scare the bejesus out of you, and yet you can't seem to shake those nudges, like should I call the person who completely violated my trust and seek to forgive them or to begin that process of reconciliation? Or is it time to seek help or support for the grief or the depression or the addiction that is weighing you or a loved one down and seems too terrifying to address? or to nurture the idea of adoption or fostering, or changing vocations, or visiting a friend in prison, or helping a person in a need in a way that seems like it will cost too much? Or is it emotionally opening up to a parent or a child or a partner in a way that is too difficult What is it that wakes you up at night that maybe God is calling you to do that is frightening because it will take you out of what you know so well? And I recognize that what I'm asking you to consider, while I have no idea what God is placing in your heart, the very idea of traveling into uncharted territory is scary, maybe even painful. It certainly was scary for Mary and Joseph. But I believe wholeheartedly that the idea of Christian community, the reason that we gather here week in and week out, is to support each other in this hard and scary work of discernment in our lives and following the call of God. Our faith proclaims that God is always with us. 
We experience that love when we support each other to the challenging work of transformation. May you all know that whatever work of change, growth, renewal, or new journey that God is calling you into is one that you will not take alone. Mary and Joseph carried Christ with them. So, of course, they would return home. We, too, carry Jesus with us on this crazy journey into Egypt. Where is your Egypt? This new year, this new decade, what is God calling you to do, be, or change? Amen.